Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Restaurants Ins and Outs, a podcast about life, food, and the pursuit of happy hour. I'm your host, Joe Humphreys. Let's go ahead and get started with the show. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. We got another episode of the uh, Restaurants Ins and Out podcast. I'm here with John Jordan Proctor of Home Place Pastures, um, a farm in Como. They're doing a lot of good things. He's going to tell me about it. Here you go. What's up, John? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so you want to tell us like where you are and what you guys do? Yeah, so um, we're a farm in Como, Mississippi, like you said. <laughs> it's... We we're a pasture raised, uh, a pasture raised pork, beef, and lamb farm, and goats as right. well. So we started raising goats, and yeah, we started off three years ago, just raising hogs, and then have grown into beef and lamb and goats. And right. Yeah. So how did you go from just hogs to beef and lamb and everything? Was it like uh, more demand or just? More? Yeah. So we were growing the business like. You know, the sales were picking up, but at a certain point, it became um, evident that diversity was going to, you know, lend itself to, like, more growth. And having beef available and having lamb available were just extra items we could sell to the same restaurant that was already buying pork, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense a lot. So, like, if we're already sending a truck to Jackson and these guys are already buying pork loins from us, most likely they'll buy you know, a cut of beef or a cut of lamb right, as well. Right. And so it was, it wasn't a strain on our pastures and, um, it was like a sure way for us to grow a little bit as a farm. Right. So you've been, you've been with the farm for the three years then, right? Just about. I mean, when I got out there, Marshall had pretty much only, um, built a portion of the pastures and had, didn't even really have breed stock out there yet. You know, he was just buying hogs from whoever and raising them. And I actually went on the first trip to go get the breed stock. Right. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, so we were there for like all of the hardcore like screw ups and yeah. learning the learning curve, you know? Yeah, that happens. Screw ups. Yeah, heavy. dude. But uh, I, was, I was there for a summer through an internship that uh, Marshall set up with Ole Miss and worked a couple months after that and then took a break for a while uh, for another summer and then came back and started full-time. So I was there, left for a while, and came back. Right, okay. Timeline. Yeah. So what's your like position there, then? I think I actually have a title as... Uh, <laughs> Chief of Marketing, Chief Marketing okay, Officer, cool. so CMO, is that a thing? I guess. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, the COO, CEO, uh, uh-huh. I'd lose it all in there. Yeah. I so, don't know anything about that. <laughs> I, I'm in charge of sales, essentially, and I work with uh, some really awesome people. I, we just hired another girl in New Orleans, uh, another woman. Her name oh. is Allison. Yeah, she's awesome. She's so cool. And so we've been doing we've been doing that together now, which has been really fun. Yeah. Um, Marshall also helps out with sales, but, but yeah, I pretty much talk to the restaurants and right. So Marshall is the owner, right? Marshall's the president. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then, so where all do y'all distribute then? So right now we're in Memphis, Oxford, Jackson, and New Orleans. We also sometimes send stuff to Little Rock and Fayetteville. Okay. Just through another food distributor that lets us throw stuff on the truck. Right. 
but that's not really that's not our main thing. Our main right. <laughs> bread and butter are the other four. So, like, what are the what are some of the big tickets in town? What does everybody want to buy from you? I guess. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Yeah, like <laughs> I think that you know the kind of the problem with what we do is that we sell you know whole animals and not just loins or tenderloins. Oh, okay. So, like, you could sell a, a thousand cases of tenderloins to whoever you know a hundred loins every still week have a thousand cases of ribeye sitting around yeah well you know man i'm thinking more like you've got if it's beef you've got like ground beef to deal with or the right. tongs and the hearts or the short ribs you know and so all that stuff is very seasonal cuts are menus are right. and so it becomes a challenge um to move everything off of all the animals all year round as opposed to us buying us just setting up a distribution company where we purchase box meat you know, boxed like loins, boxed tenderloins, boxed right. whatever, and, and move it. We're actually raising the animals, processing them ourselves, and then selling every bit of it every week. You're selling yeah. every bit to the same place? Not to the same place. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so between Memphis and New Orleans, we're spreading all that out. Okay. Yeah. I This might sound morbid, but, I mean, you spread a cow from New Orleans to Memphis. Yeah, Is that like one life right there? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you know... It it's it takes that, you know? It takes it takes a whole like community of restaurants and multiple towns to be able to sell everything from like the tail, honestly, like the oxtail right. to the cheeks and the tongue, you know. I mean mm-hmm. there's not a ton of restaurants in uh like Mississippi that are willing to just embrace tongues and hearts and things right. like that. I mean the chefs are out there and they're it's like growing. Um people in Jackson will do it sometimes here in town, but like for the most part, we go to New Orleans and can just like connect with a whole another like um, the whole lot of chefs that are really yeah, interested. It's another culinary world. Yeah, it's just a huge right. community. Yeah. So it, that's that's been a, a big help. But yeah, it takes it takes from Memphis to New Orleans to do it just about. Right. <laughs> um, so I mean, do you do a lot of butchering yourself then, or yeah? Um, well, when we are first you pretty hands on with the process, yeah, processing and everything. Yeah, I mean now now less than I was. And that goes for all of us, kind of. Right. Um, seriously, when we got started, we were all working on the farm together, doing all of the shitty farm work. Right. One day a week, we would meet up in this um, little butcher shop in Memphis called Charlie's Meat Market, right. which happened to have a USDA like inspected facility that let us use their back room, essentially, right. just to break everything down. And so we would get up and all leave at like 4 in the morning, 4.35, and I head to Memphis butcher everything ourselves pack it up then then i jumped in a truck and made deliveries and that was the case for Andy. so you went from memphis to new orleans or yeah the same you, day like, yeah, yeah wow so i would leave the butcher shop in memphis in like one of our shitty delivery rigs yeah drive to jackson <laughs> like sling it all over jackson as much as i could and then drive on down to new orleans and usually because it was such a long day i would only get to hammond and i would stay in this really rancid like ratty ass motel six <laughs> yeah. you know yeah Pretty something on I fifty five down there. Disgusting. Just yeah. like the king of I fifty five at one point. I fifty five till I die. <laughs> yeah. It's I've been up and down it so many times, man, it's nauseating. But um but yeah, I mean I would roll into Hammond a lot of nights at twelve o'clock and then get up at five thirty or six. Five thirty. Right. Or I would never sleep sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. get up earlier at five thirty and drive to New Orleans and try to start making deliveries as early as I could. Yeah. And it would take me, you know, most of the afternoon there. I would, back then we didn't have very many deliveries, so I would make, you know, six, seven stops, 
uh, you know, drop a whole hog off here or a quarter of beef somewhere, right. and then try to like just cold call places until you know until we could strum- sell it all. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there were weeks where I went back with a lot of shit in the truck still, and that sucked. But there were other weeks where we would clean it out, and it was just kind of like rolling the dice down there. How do you think y'all changed from like? Being in that situation, almost like a household name where everybody in the state pretty much knows. You think so? I I mean, maybe maybe that's a bold statement, but <laughs> I do think a good bit of people know Home Place yeah. Well, man, I've never really even thought about it like that. I think we all are so humbled every single day by the amount of things that we screw up that you know, I haven't really <laughs> stopped to think about it like that. But, man, I would say that mainly the, the things that have kept it in us are the guys we work with, Marshall is an incredible guy to work for. Um, And the guys I work with now, Andy, who's been there since it got started, and John Tenney, who came on full-time the same time that I did. Uh, All those guys, and Josh, I mean, everyone out there, um, they're all really, really great. And that's that's kept us in it together. And also the fact that we built this facility, or Marshall built this facility on his family's land, that was like, without that, we wouldn't have made it, you know? So, So, do you all butcher it? On site now on the we on butcher the farm. on site yeah okay so it's a big step up I guess yeah not, dude not having to drive to Memphis I mean if you can imagine like you know four or five people guys like rolling in having to bring everything you needed to this one place right uh, going into there like just going into this other environment having to work with these other people share all the equipment the vacuum packers and right. get labels made for you while they're trying to do their thing I mean honestly dude it's amazing that Charlie or that Chuck let us. Um, use that facility i mean it doesn't make sense because the slaughterhouse where we're getting everything slaughtered at they were doing our butchering so just primal butchering where they're cutting the shoulders the hams the bellies and the loins off they called up one day and told marshall they were like no we're not doing anymore sorry and that was like a door slammed on us yeah oh yeah that sucks so marshall while we were like building a fence had to like run upstairs and like try to figure out a place to go like get that work done and the best thing he could come up with was uh, Charlie's Meat Market. They were like, yeah, that's fun. You can come that's in here fun. and use it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it. so that, that was the process. And now we go to our own farm facility where we have a USDA inspected processing facility. And we have a whole butcher crew that comes in. So I really hardly ever butcher anymore because right. we've created jobs for other people. Right. And so um, it doesn't make sense for me to be like, you know, and stuffing pig hearts dirty. in a bag, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then trying to sell it as well. So I mean, do you um, miss stuffing pigs heart into? Yeah, it? Dude, every day, every day, dude. No, there's some days I like it's such a mess in that processing room that like, I, right? The guys in there are wild. They're like the music's super loud, and uh, everyone is just like just like a kitchen working. almost. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. So there are some days when I miss it. Some days I don't. I'm still pretty hands on with like things that I want to do. Um, so any any project, like, if you want to cure stuff or um, cook things or whatever, I can do all that. that yeah, do you all do any, like, dry aging or stuff? Or? Yeah, we started out dry aging all our beef at first, and uh, but we do dry age cuts. Um, I think as the slaughterhouse grows and uh, as we grow, we'll develop other, right. like, curing, like, rooms. Or not curing yeah. rooms, but, like, dry age rooms. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we dry age. We man, we used to dry age all our beef for three to four weeks. Yeah, and so it was awesome. Like t- the like the cuts tasted great, but like 
the ground beef. Took too long. Yeah, dude, and the ground beef was shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dry aged ground beef. It's not really. I mean, it's okay. It's just not that good. You know? Yeah, fresh ground beef is better. Yeah, obviously. But um, but yeah. So that's that's been huge for us, man. Like, it's allowed us to, um, just process a lot more. Yeah, store so you can a lot get more, more out, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have like the, the facilities to store it and the facility to turn your leftovers into sausage or ground beef, which we couldn't do, or, right. you know, anything, bacon, things like that, smoked yeah. hocks. I mean, you can repurpose stuff. Yeah. So what is your favorite um, cut off, uh, off any animal? Off any animal? Yeah. I'm pretty fond of the old lamb neck, man. Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't know if I've ever fucked with a lamb neck. No, they're good, good, man. They're good. I mean... It's a like this time of year. I'm I'm definitely would be buying like tri tips to take home and grill because right, yeah. those are really awesome too. Yeah. Uh, but if my favorite all time thing to cook right now is right now is lamb neck. Yeah. Yeah. Does that change every th- couple months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get sick of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've been braising them and then like grilling them or just braising them and and pulling it. I mean, there's just a ton to do with them. Yeah, that's a bunch good. of flavor. And they're pretty cheap too. So yeah. that's, I don't have to spend I a bunch see of money a lot of on neck them. out there. I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look around, man. Lamb neck's like a trendy. It's like a trendy menu item. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess next big thing, right? Yeah, maybe. So, um, there's there's a, a couple of places that do some really cool stuff with lamb necks. Yeah, what are they? Then you want to tell me about this? Um, uh, I've had good lamb necks <laughs> at Turkey and the Wolf. Uh, Alex Harrell runs a place called Angelon. He's just like uh, just an awesome guy and has been. Where is that? He this is these are in New Orleans. Okay, where? yeah. Um, and I'm, I keep referencing New Orleans because I spend you know, so much time down there. Yeah, um, and I know those restaurants pretty well. Um, he he does a really awesome thing where he takes lamb belly, he braises lamb necks, and then rolls it up in lamb belly. Wow. And, cooks that and it's it's really really good yeah that sounds great yeah and then I think Vish has even done stuff here in town at Snack Bar with Lamb Neck that I've had but they're good man keep your eye out yeah Vish's got some good stuff oh and Toops Meadery have you been to that place before no but I I know I've seen videos of that guy he seems really cool yeah Isaac's crazy he's awesome <laughs> but uh he has like a giant that's where I had it the first time was right. his restaurant it's just a giant Lamb Neck and a big plate of black eyed peas wow it's good. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite restaurants? I don't know, man. I I'm really big on like a greasy burger, mm-hmm. which comes up a lot on this podcast. Honestly, sure. Um, off the top of my head, I want to say Handy Andy's, which is so good. I don't know, man. Handy Andy's just like I stop there every time I'm in town. You know, <laughs> I do. It's, it's the burger, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm usually so like just hungover when I'm in there that like, yeah, oh well, yeah, it's like you just sit there and just wail it. I had a friend that like almost passed out. He was so hungover in there, you know. It's just like the wait too. on like a Saturday or something, like yeah. game day Saturday with the doors uh-huh. out the out the window or the lines out the door, and it was just like couldn't handle it. But <laughs> I like Lou's and Jackson a lot. Hell yeah, they come up a lot in the podcast too. My my girlfriend loves their dessert, which I also do as well yeah man. but they're, they're really good over there it's um, an awesome restaurant yeah 
No, man, right. Hunter Hunter has been uh, one of our supporters, and Lou, Lewis as well. I mean, those, both those guys have been awesome to us. Right. And uh, Yeah, it's, I've, y'all are on their menu. Again, yeah, but. I mean, Hunter will pick up things and run specials with them, and, um, you know, is always buying ham hocks. He's like a ham hock go-to. Yeah. So. <laughs> I want to be a ham hock go-to. I one guess. day, man. <laughs> one day. If we can uh, stay in touch. Yeah. Um, man, uh, yeah, Hunter's awesome. Lou's is awesome. I love that place. All right, we're back. We took a little break. Uh, I have to mention, this is the first time on the podcast I've interviewed someone I don't know great. So uh, we shot the shit for a minute, had a couple of beers, got to know each other a little better, and uh, now we're back in it. So uh, Listened up. <laughs> yeah. I think these beers are going to help. Sponsored by Tecate. So we talked about talking about um, food in every region of where you deliver it mm-hmm. to. So... Um, we kind of touched on New Orleans. Do you want to go deeper on that? It's like, I know it's hard to talk about yeah. what the food culture is in New Orleans. Yeah, it's, it is difficult, man. And there's so many awesome restaurants. It's like you don't want to leave somebody out because so many of those people down there have been, you know, so good to us as a farm. And uh, I care about them all, like, in a, like a ton. Um, but I'm trying to think where we started off down there. We really, one of the first deals that we made... Uh, oddly enough, was with August. So that's like a really fine dining, high skill. I guess John Besh's like flagship. Yeah. yeah, one of my um, good friends works for Besh. Yeah, it's like he he makes it sound so intense. Yeah, it is. It is man. Like, I mean, watching those guys plate in August is like it's beautiful. And yeah, I just ate there for the first time with some friends, and um, you know, once did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I've been, I've been trying to like find one person. Yeah. For this podcast that you can tell I me had a bite of the yeah. bush and fucking cried yeah you no. know it's just like uh-uh. it was so good I like started crying you know there's that yeah. there's that episode of Chef's Table where <laughs> the lady like Julia Childs tries her bread or her uh-huh. dessert and starts crying and yeah. I'm just like holy shit well I, you know man like I didn't start crying but it was like deeply it was that good it was deeply still. like like satisfying and um, heartwarming, man. I mean, so we went there. Uh, before that, we had run the Crescent City Classic, so I had, like, struggled through a 10K that uh-huh. day. And me and the people I went with, some really dear friends of mine and my girlfriend, went up there and ate. And um, it was the first time that I'd eaten there, and I've been knowing those guys for three years. And yeah. I was like, come in and eat, come in and eat, come in and eat. And I've just been deferring, waiting yeah. for the right time. Yeah. And then when I got there, man, they just, like, wore our asses out it was like plate after plate after plate and we were just getting like so just like high on food and and wine and it was just like really really fun um and uh the the chef was coming out and talking to us and you know man I didn't cry it was really it was touching I mean so to, to cap it off they like walked us to the back of the kitchen and uh you know, I think this is the thing they do for people when they, like, have some special diners. Um, and we went back in there, and they, like, showed us the kitchen, and everyone's just going crazy, beating on pots and pans on the countertops and screaming and yeah. shit like that. And it just kind of took us all, uh, you know, aback a little bit. I mean, Man, it, like, totally, like, snuck us <laughs> off our feet. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, free drinks, free plates of food, things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah dude, it was fun. And that's not the first place that's, like, been that gracious and that's like the beauty of new orleans i mean right 
a lot of other people are, are like that. I mean, from the tiny little sandwich shops and Chinese yeah. places we sell to to right. the fine dining. So it's it's amazing, man. Um, but to touch on like the food culture down there, I think the thing that stands out the most that I really appreciate is the community. Like you go in there and start working with people, and you have to be nice and fair to everyone because they all know each other and right, word of yeah. mouth is just like it spreads like wildfire down yeah. there and um everyone is very like uh guys will work shifts for each other you know they're all friends yeah, they're yeah. like it's a community and i cannot yeah. stress that enough that like in other places that i've seen and worked in you don't find that like cohesive like group atmosphere of, yeah yeah, like yeah work ethic it's crazy it's it's beautiful and yeah, I, I think like the anti of New Orleans is a, is in Bentonville, Arkansas. I went there one time, which is like where Walmart headquarters is. Oh yeah, yeah, that is where Walmart. Man, that's awful, and uh, <laughs> it's just like a soulless Our culinary town. souls go to. Well, die. everyone there is just like everyone there is just kind of like I feel like talking crap about each other. You know, there's like yeah. shit talking to every other restaurant, and it was just a strange place, man. And I like made me long for New Orleans like so bad. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, man, there's that. There's also just, like, some pivotal people in New Orleans that have really, like, saved our ass and have, like, helped our farm. Yeah. And, uh, like, kind of, it's kind of hard to describe, but guys like Alex Harrell, restaurants like August, who have, like, been these anchors for us. Yeah. Um, a place down there called Margie's Grill. It's a relatively new spot. But, um, man, I've delivered this guy a bag of pigtails one night at, like, midnight to his house <laughs> and it was like it was so late and so shitty i was like like i was saying earlier like driving all night you yeah know? i drove all the way down to new orleans to give him those pigtails and uh he was like you know man i really appreciate that like you know we're gonna open a restaurant and like we're gonna stay in touch and i was just like okay whatever you know he's gonna open a restaurant yeah yeah and, sweet man <laughs> yeah and dude now now marcus is like we're friends he's got a restaurant that's kicking ass down there he's buying so much from us and is is honestly got some of the best food in town. And yeah, it's just been amazing to watch that guy like build a restaurant from nothing. And yeah, now he's buying like a whole lamb next week. You know, Whoa. and is the kind of guy that is like selling pig's feet and tails and like pig ear sandwiches and shit. And it will just like blow you away. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, we have made some like lasting relationships down there, which has been really great. Right. Right. Yeah. So you said pig ear sandwich. That makes me think: Have you like eaten every part of every animal that you've man that you sell? <laughs> I, I think that like we've eaten a pretty good bit of it. At, at is Margie's, there one part you say you can't eat or you haven't mm, eaten? Man, I don't like tripe. You know, which is just like the stomach of yeah beef or lamb, beef or lamb stomach. I'm not really into that. I think it well, probably could be I mean, done in a way can that you I, stuff it right, or is mm, it just? I don't know, man. I don't know. The tripe I've had has always been in like menudo or something like that. Where I don't know what menudo like a is. soup, like a okay. Mexican soup. And, um, I made Mexican soup yesterday. I should probably know what menudo means. Yeah, well, you know, man. I don't know if that's like the meaning or not, but you can see it. Watch out for it. And they'll. I had tripe in that one night. I was, thought I was like an adventurous eater and like asked for tripe, and it was not. I don't, you know. Yeah, not that into it, but I think that's been the only thing that's turned me off. I've never. I mean, have you eaten brains then? No, 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 no. Sweet breads, mm, sweet breads, yeah. yeah. Sweet breads are good, but that's not brains. Wait, sweet what breads. Is... Sweet breads are like glands almost. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. Can you um, eat the brain then? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. you can eat the brain, yeah. But okay. I, I have not eaten like pig brains or anything. I was I was watching something the other day, and the guy was talking about uh, 
like in the old days when they would kill a deer yeah and like you know like a hunter gatherer i don't know what the word is right they would like take their thumb and pop the eyeball out and like eat the eyeball and eat what was behind the eyeball just because that was like the highest protein thing and they would want that yeah that makes sense i was thinking about that it's like you go hunting with your buddies and somebody kills something and you just pop the eyeballs out (laughs) like They're going to think you're fucking crazy. (laughs) It would be fucking crazy. That was disgusting. I would never do that. Yeah, I mean... I'd have to be really hungry, man. You know? I don't know. There's... It's like 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks. (laughs) You would at least do it for some money. (laughs) I mean, somebody's going to be like, dude, 20 bucks to eat that eye. Like, yeah. Maybe, Uh, man. Yeah. uh, I've seen... I've not had actually, like, like... Pig nuts or lamb nuts or you have fries like lamb fries, what they call them. Yeah, yeah. I heard those are great. Not something I'm like dying to try. Rocky um, Mountain oysters. Sure, yeah. I think they're good, but I haven't had them. So yeah, I haven't eaten everything. I've eaten a pretty good bit. <laughs> Never eaten any no, balls. Brain stomachs or balls, yeah. dude. Steer clear of that. Yeah, but um, you know, man, like things like hearts and livers and. Uh, those can be like the those best, are more right? palatable to me now than yeah. like it used to be. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I and, and that's not even like that crazy of eating, you know, yeah. bad taste and things like that. That's like pretty common. But, um, but yeah, man, it's definitely working in this job has opened me up to a lot of food and has opened me up to cooking a lot. Yeah. And if there's any place in the world that'll do it to you, man, New Orleans is one of them. It's like such yeah, a right. badass, beautiful town, city, city. It's but, a real um, city. It's We're a real in a city, little town man. in Oxford. Right Oxford's now. a little town. <laughs> yeah. New Orleans is a city. New Orleans is a city. But yeah, and then honestly, dude, I think the first. I have to backtrack a little bit. One of the first deals we got were with uh, Parlor Market in Jackson. Yeah. Did you ever meet Matt Caden? No, I might have that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so bad with names. That's okay. Know, like... He's he's about to open up another restaurant in a hotel downtown called Estelle. The Westin. Okay. It's like his new hotel. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know Keep what your that eye is. Out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Matt Matt started buying loins from us every week, and that was like our first rock-solid deal. Right. And, um, At and that was in Jackson, yeah, man. Yeah. And so, like, that was one of the first deliveries I made. Marshall called me and was like, hey, take those loins to Matt and don't fuck this up. Yeah. Don't buy them. And I was like, all right. Please don't fuck this yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, all right, dude, whatever. And that was the weekend, that was the week that I, like, I felt like, I got chosen as like a meat salesman. <laughs> I rode through Jackson with a chocolate of meat and just went crazy selling that shit. Dude. Yeah. Like I walked into places and sold like everything we had just like off of a- adrenaline, which just sounds yeah. so lame and dumb, but like <laughs> just so, so stoked. Yeah. I like walked into rainbow co-op and like sold those guys like four hams Holy shit. And, which sold, doesn't seem like a... Like you a, sold ham to Rainbow. Though. I sold That's ham like, to Rainbow. They weren't even like cured hams. They are just like the legs of pigs. Like just raw, wow. fresh ham. Which, you know, anyone who's done what we do knows like you can't... Like hams are like hard to sell. They're like the hardest thing to sell. Yeah. Um... So that's a little insider joke, selling hams. But what is what is that insider joke? You want to tell me that then? Man, I think that like we've just <laughs> we've just made uh, a joke about ham crisis every week. There's a ham crisis. Like <laughs> we, if you kill ten or fifteen hogs, right? You butcher yeah. them all down. You've got if you're say fifteen, you've got thirty hams to sell. Right. You can sell thirty shoulders. You can sell the loins pretty much. You can yeah. sell the bellies. Everyone loves poor belly. And you can do a good bit with the heads and, like, at least cut the cheeks and the yeah. jowls off, and you can sell that stuff. Right. But the hams are, like, consistently hard to sell. And yeah. it's because they're lean or, 
people just don't want to screw with them or yeah. people don't want to make ham you know you have to smoke them and like brine them, them. And everything. Yeah, yeah I mean so there's a ton of work involved with them and um, to sell hams is all, every week when I sell like three or four hams I'm just like yes fuck yeah, yeah. Read it in wheat, yeah. Sell four hands, motherfucker. And so selling four hands at Rainbow, I called Marshall. He was just like, "Oh my god!" I'm still just like surprised with Rainbow. They're they're great, man. They've been buying from us recently. They are like, yeah, Yeah. they're a retail place. You have to sell it to them in like a way they can resell it. But they're yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go in there and get spices, man. It's kind of a great, kind of a kind of a crazy place there. Yeah. That whole strip's a little crazy to me. It's a little, it's a little wacky there, man, <laughs> for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, but Jackson's been awesome. They've been, Jackson's been a huge part of our success. Alex Eaton, Matt Caden, and um, Hunter and Lou. Right, know, yeah. I mean, those guys have, like, literally saved our ass. And yeah. um, we owe a ton to them. Also, the guys in Livingston, like Paul Adair and... Jeremy Enfinger, if you know him. Yeah, well, I mean, I know Drew out there. I think he's super Yeah, safe, maybe. yeah. Uh, so those guys, I mean, seriously, they're as good as they come, so. Yeah. I've been mm. meaning to go out at Livingston. It's just like, living in Jackson, it's like 45 minutes. It's a hall out there, there man. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I went out there for one of their, like, music farmer's market days. Those mm-hmm. are, it was fun. Those are a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Every farmer's market I've been to, man, the music sucks. Well, Sorry. yeah, dude, you're right. Definitely, the music did <laughs> it did suck. It's like right? some it was just like, a little box, like beaten. I'd never been to that. I'd never been to that place, so it was awesome to be there. But like, Plumbers I, if I cool. remember right, Plumbers the markets guy, are great. Like, the music there, yeah, is always questionable. They did, like, yeah, they did like the, Pink the Floyd covers. Oh, that's which, cool. Like that was cool, cool. but like, you're a 50 year old dude playing to Pink Floyd covers at a at a farmer's market yeah, you're just like you're just like trying to get in there and get your veggies and get out or I am it's a know? reoccurring thing to talk shit about uh, Bruce Springsteen on this podcast oh so like... no sir <laughs> I love Bruce dude yeah you know he's playing I love Bruce he's trying to cover Nebraska out there it's like dude yeah. come on fuck off <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a big Bruce fan man so yeah I whatever <laughs> whatever whatever. The Seth, boss, hates, Seth hates Bruce too if you go to my room, there's a Bruce poster. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that. Is it above the bed? You wake no, up no, no. Bruce every no, day. It's, it's, a, it's in front of my bed, so I can wake up and look at him every day. Yeah. yeah. Wake down, get, wake up, get down on your knees and pray to Bruce. Pray Bruce to Bruce. Stay. He's badass, man. Dear boss. <laughs> Dear <laughs> boss. Yeah. Um, I love Bruce, man. I don't know what to say. It's like a, it's been a, like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Bruce's, I mean, it doesn't sweeter. have to be a guilty pleasure. It's good music. Yeah. You, know? you don't yeah. have to defend your Bruce Springsteen love. I feel a little bit attacked here, man. <laughs> this is like a history of shit talking Bruce. <laughs> I think we only talked shit about Bruce Springsteen like twice. Okay. So it's not, I mean, well, good. Want, I'm, I do I'm only have in. six episodes of this podcast. Yeah, that's a Take large amount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, we were talking about going through the towns and talking about like memorable things yeah. of each like place. Jackson is super memorable for uh, dealing with Matt Caden, who is a great guy and like really embraces everything around him. Alex Eaton, the guy that runs Manship, is going to open another restaurant pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aplos? I haven't really heard the name. I think I, think right I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that like three days ago. Um, man, I thought Alex was like a huge asshole when I first met him <laughs> and uh, still do. And uh, but I love him, man. He's been really great to us, and that guy really like puts his money where his mouth is. And 
for for what that's worth, and I like will say that's worth a lot because there's a lot yeah. of people that talk about using local product and like right. oh, we support your and farm. I mean, you go into the manship and it's like half of their wall is devoted to the local farms yeah. that they yeah. that they like get every they source everything from. For sure, you know? man. it's just like wow, that's really cool. You can sit there and eat and like look and see where your meat came from or where your eggs came exactly. from. And it's like oh, you know, that's like forty five minutes from here. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. And um, you run into those farmers when I'm there. I run into those people, and they're all delivering, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really awesome. Um, and not every restaurant in town is like that, you know. And yeah. there's a lot that will claim to like that they support local, but really all that means is that they're going to buy like a Jackson beer, you know. Yeah. They won't buy produce. Like we're farms. selling Jackson beer, so we're doing yeah, come eat local, local, you know. Yeah. And that shit yeah. like is really annoying as like a working farmer or you know someone involved in a local business. It's really. It's really fucking annoying to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so it's those guys that really stand by it are deserved like all the credit they can get, you know? Yeah. Um, and if we move up to Oxford. God, it's like a whole other world here. It is, man. It's just really small and old Johnny Currents. Yeah. Kind of runs like a show, but. Currents rules everything. Here. But, man, over the last year, there's been some restaurants that have opened up and are, are awesome and, you know. Again, like support right. local farms to and local business, like to the T. St. Leo, yeah. Grit, those people. St. Leo is beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful restaurant. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, and the ravine. You know that dude, yeah. Joel. Joel buys as much as like any other person. I mean, Joel like right. really sources responsibly. It's insane. Um, That's and, really great too. I mean, from here to Jackson is is awesome to get. But like when you're, it's in house pretty much, you know. It's yeah. Like the, these are our guys here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like Oxford's in our backyard. It took us forever yeah. to start selling here. You know, it didn't always work out like that. Uh, Vish has been really good to us, and then the dude from the Neon Pig up in their spot up here. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Neon Pig? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if like is that where they get their meat? They're getting their beef from us now. Yeah. There was a okay. long time where we were like courting them and like begging them. And by courting, I mean just like flat out fucking begging them <laughs> for their business. And uh, Mitch, yeah. Mitch is like, you know, brought us under his fucking wing and it's like just yeah. taking good care of See, us. See, that's great to you because like, I mean, that's, if somebody wants to buy local here, it's like either LB's or, or Neon Pig, you know. It's not, it's not LB's. Yeah. I don't know where they get theirs from. Yeah. Can't claim it. But, like... Uh, I love that. I love Greg at LB. He's a great guy. But, like, Mitch is running circles around right. any other butcher shop that I, like, can really tell you about as far as, like... At all? I, man, I don't know. Anywhere? But, not anywhere, because I've okay. not seen them all. Right? Okay. But, like, right. Okay. in my, like, small streak of, like, butcher shops... Your I-55 think, cruise. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's, like, really not a sweeter butcher case anywhere. I mean... Yeah, that that is a... It's, it's a it's, nice It's a really badass, dude. It's like they've I got... I do a lot of window shopping there. We'll yeah, sure. Way. It's just <laughs> look, it's look a lot. I mean, they've got like fresh fish. They're doing it as good as anybody. I'll put it that way. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Oxford's changed a ton in the last, I would say, two years. This like yeah. the food in this town has changed dramatically, and the people that are in like running restaurants are are really awesome. And I think there's probably going to be more of that. You know? Right, yeah. Um and then Memphis, man, I, I gotta say that Memphis like started out for us with uh, Andy and Michael. You know those guys. You know their restaurants like Hog and Hominy or Portugal. Oh yeah, I know. I know Hog and Hominy. Yeah, Andrew Michael Italian Kitchen. Open another one called Catherine Mary's. Um, those Word. guys are the the reason that we are in business Word. and uh, yeah. have taken such good care of us and support us like every way they can. Anyway, there are, are people all along the way that 
make this shit worthwhile. And do you all sell any in Como then? And then there's like that Como yeah. Steakhouse. The Como Steakhouse doesn't buy anything from us. Okay. That's... No, we do sell in Como though. Uh, there's a place called Arby's that buys all our feet. Okay. All our pig's feet. Wow. Yeah. What do they do with it? They they think they just I know they just boil them. They boil them down, and uh, they may just may just be boiled, man, and then like baked for a while, like roasted. But like interesting. They're straight up like boiled pig's feet. You can go get one tomorrow. You know they're they're getting them all from us too, and that's been a whole saga of shit, man. Like yeah. dealing with them, it's been really funny. For a long time, there was this really angry woman in there, and every time we delivered, <laughs> talk too loud. No, you're good. Okay, uh, there was <laughs> there was this really angry woman, and we would get there pretty late, and she would just be like furious and like scream at us, like pig feet, man. Throw that shit in the freezer. Like, <laughs> why are you so late? It's like, it was not even like it, we, we we laughed at it at first, and then it was like, who's delivering the pig's feet? Because she's fucking to bitch you out. Yeah, you like, I'm not fucking doing. I'm not that, doing dude. it. Fuck that. Draw straws. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. What do you do for that? It was, and that's that's like our sales in Como Sardis, that really badass pizza place, Tribeca Alley. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I worked in the pizza industry for five years. You're a Soulshine veteran? Yeah. I, that's the best pizza I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were so cool there too, you know? It was like, it was just a good time. Yeah. I don't know. It was like, Becca and Dutch are like our family, man. They're they're there every week. We sell them ground beef every week. Yeah. They pick up stuff here and there, short ribs and briskets and things like that. Um, But yeah, it's it's amazing that you can find these people that are just like spread out, but they're there. And so yeah. that's why our path has like become so like wide is because of like to to get rid of it all we just had to keep going and like find yeah. outlets for it and uh like hey we need somebody to buy it. Yeah it's man. Bad. Yeah, I mean so we're we're making like around 35 40 deliveries in New Orleans every week. We make wow. five five or six, excuse me. Um and Jackson two locally in Como and Sardis. You know, How many five you got or six here in, in Oxford. Oxford. Six, counting out. Six, seven, yeah. <laughs> I had to like think about it, and then it, it just kind of rotates every week, and then right ten or twelve in Memphis, fifteen in Memphis. Like right. That. So, I mean, so it, do you do any stuff? Do y'all sell any stuff for like the barbecue joints in Memphis? Or no, man, barbecue joints are not where we thrive. They want those cheaper cuts because okay. you smoke yeah. it and you lose half of it, and yeah. when you smoke something to death like these places do, it's not like they can tell people are like interested in getting a farm raised product. You know? Yeah. I mean, farm raised, but you're going to smoke it for 10 hours. Like, you just turn it into yeah. like a lumpy, like, <laughs> yeah. wiggly, soft, mushy hunk <laughs> of meat that people it's just. Delicious. Delicious. Right. Delicious, yeah. So, like, Payne's would never buy from us in Memphis. You know? Right. Like, that's yeah. not our spot. Yeah. But Andrew and Michael, like, Andy and Mike would buy, you know, they were, for a long time they were buying a steer and two or three hogs every week. And, wow. You know, it's just, like, incredible. Um, so it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's been a lot of work, and you know you're on the other end of it. Like you're working in restaurants, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's a ton of bullshit that goes in between. I guarantee that. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like some little piglets being born, and then some guy complaining about his poor job. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's so. luckily I don't, I don't, I don't serve much food right now. Yeah, it's good. At, so it's that's good, nice. Man. It's. Only people complaining that their drinks are too small where I work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, it's the same amount of liquor you're going to get anywhere else you go. Yeah, you know? suck it up. <laughs> yeah, um, man. 
So, uh, I mean, do you like, you like to cook, obviously, too. Did mm-hmm. you like to cook a lot before you had this job, or was it kind of... Uh, so, my grandmother was, like, the cook of our family. She is still an awesome cook. My mom is a good cook as well. She doesn't cook um, the same as the way my grandmother did. Right, yeah. I was, like, mildly interested in it all my life. I've always kind of liked it, but until I met um, these guys I work with who are all, like very multifaceted and are really sharp bright guys that I um, I've learned a lot from and then right. working in these restaurants you yeah. know that's like been the turning point in me cooking yeah, yeah. which is like you know man um, you have to engage with farms too to actually like I feel like getting good produce and getting good meat and things like that aren't easy and so you have to like go out and seek it and once you start getting it then you have to learn how to, what to do with it right and yeah so it's like a it's a learning process, and so I'm by no means a good cook at all. But yeah, me either. Yeah, but I like fool around, you know. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, I have a whole lot of fun with it now. I like to buy nice kitchen gadgets, but yeah, like, <laughs> nice you know, knives. Yeah, that's just like, especially nice. Yeah, that's the first thing we talked about. Was like both of us have Damascus steel oh, yeah, knives, and it's like. Knife. It's like, yeah, we use these like twice a week. <laughs> I like, I'll post up and use it, man. Like I said, I'll, I'll spend the Friday night just yeah. cooking and it's awesome. Uh, but you to, that was something I realized that when I started cooking, I like wanted a good knife. And so I, guess yeah, I, I, I think that's something yeah. that helps, you know, um, a sharp knife, a sharp knife. It doesn't matter if it's sure. Sharp, it's just sharp. That's what I mean. I yeah. guess yeah, like, just like a sharp knife. I have a great knife, but if it's not sharp, you can't fucking do anything. Sure, you know? sure. Um, so, yeah, man, I've been cooking a lot since then. I mean, I can. we have a little retail store on the farm, so right, I can like, okay. check out like and buy whatever meat that I want any day that I get off work. And so a lot of times, because we have like a processing facility, we can right. take a couple of pork chops, like go ahead and salt them down and marinate them, seal them in a bag, like vacuum seal yeah. them. Yeah. And then throw them in the that's fridge. And then come home good, and throw them dude. on the grill. Yeah, yeah you know? that's so it's, rad. Yeah, it's sweet. I mean, it, it like lends itself to being a huge fatty, but like, you know, because you're just like eating meat well, yeah, every night I mean, of the week. But like, I was probably thirty pounds lighter when I uh, before I started working at a pizza place. I yeah, guess. like <laughs> I don't know if that's like working at a working at a restaurant or being in college you know mm-hmm. it's like but both took a toll on my like weight that's yeah. a that's a one-two punch right there <laughs> yeah like, yeah i knew someone when i was in high school that used to work at a pizza hut and uh that person told me that they ate their entire paycheck in pizza one time oh my gosh and then i remember just like watching them kind of like slowly erode just like you've got to stop working at pizza hut. <laughs> you are dying there you know i applied for a job as a regional manager at a pizza hut today today yeah I feel like shell shocked saying that. <laughs> they had the salary on there. The salary was definitely worth it, but dude, I saw where the manager of a cookout, like the cookout, fifty k, dude, fifty fucking k. I see that every time I drive through cookout. Me too, I'm man. Like, I'm like, whoa, should, should fucking do it. I should fucking quit do this it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like night shift, and you know, I'm my, my. I was like, dude, I can do it. My roommates were like, yeah. be like, dude, really? You really want to do that? And like. Probably not. Probably no, not. no. But it sounds like, you know. Yeah. Damn, that's just like a, a really well-paid job to run a cookout. I had no idea they were yeah. getting that much business, man. That's nuts. I bought milkshakes there a pretty good bit. Me too. I have to stop. I had to stop because it's like 
1500 calories they're in a cup they destroy you it's yeah. like shit <laughs> i can't keep doing this could um, cream that man but you were saying you'll had some parties out there you'll do like two parties yeah out oh yeah farm. oh yeah um oh yeah oh oh yeah, yeah. No, we've had Is some... Is that the Kool-Aid man that comes through the door? And I think so, that? yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I definitely, like, would not love that job so much as if we didn't have so much fun. And part of that is just utilizing that farm that's out there. There's like right. a really great swimming hole out there. There's Sweet. like great places to party and gather people. There's houses to stay in. And so pretty much from day one, I mean, when I started, I started working with Marshall, that was one of the first things that we did. We like... We were interviewing for the job, and we like jumped in this car and just like pounded modelos and rode around the farm. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. like, a great like "Yes, dude, I'm in." Yeah. yeah. But um, to be clear, I thought Marshall was a giant tool when I first met him. He came okay. up, and I was like, "No, this guy sucks. There's no way I'm going to work for this fucker." You every know? fucking interview I go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he proved me wrong, man. He's a great guy. Um, and we had a good time that first summer. It was really relaxed. The farm was like just coming together, and so me and another intern that's yeah, you know, spent some time out there. We just had an awesome, awesome time. Last year, we pulled off the first like real party, like real farm party that like under the. I feel like I remember seeing signs, right? Yeah. What, what what was it called? And you had a Man, bunch of chefs come. We out called it the right? Hill Country Boucherie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, see, I remember seeing uh, like posters around town. For yeah. That and being like, well, that looks tight. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it was sweet, man, and. It, the first night was just like a wild farm party, like any other one that we've had out there. Yeah. Um, and we just had local bands and everyone in the community came out and it was just like really fun. Brad Hayden, a good buddy in town, um, who was another excellent cook, uh, he came out and did barbecue and it was just like a showstopper. It was so good. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next day, so we had, we partied all night. And like had this wild, awful party, and then went to bed at like five. Woke up at like six, and all the chefs that we had invited for the farm dinner started rolling in. Some came in the night before, and um, then we had this massive like dinner. You know, they cooked right. all day, and we had probably a hundred people out to the farm, and uh, just had small plates from like twenty five different chefs, and wow, it was really that fun. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was fun, and so we're doing the same thing again this year in September. It's open to the public. Everyone can come. Um, you know, we've got, like, local support in, like, a lot of different ways. Like, David right. Swider at the record store was really right, good to yeah, us. Yeah. And, like, went out there and DJed. And it was just really fun, man. So that kind of, like, is the cathartic release of, like, having a really shitty farm job. is like, having yeah. really fun parties. And so yeah. those things go hand in hand. You work on a farm, you get to party on the farm. You get to party too. on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to sound like an idiot, but it's, like... Farm there has to be some. Blast, there has to be some way to like, to, like to release all that like <laughs> stress, you know. And yeah, it's it's just a it's a fun thing. And Como is a is a good little town. It's got a lot of heart. And, yeah. Uh, so when you have parties out there, people from town come in. It's fun. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you have to make it. Well, that's 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 rad. That's yeah. great. I think that's all we need to do. You want to do a lightning round? Sure. I never really have questions for a lightning round, but I can ask you things. Just case, just roll with it. Um, so, uh, lamb or pig? Lamb. Lamb for sure. For uh, and then, whoa, 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 whoa! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you got to make a decision. A pig, a pig for sure, because you can a cure pig? it. Yeah. Okay, so you like to cure it more? Well, that's like 
is interesting about hogs. You can cure all the meat. You can cure lamb too, but pork is just is like good yeah. for a ton of different reasons. Right. So I've had yeah. to choose one or the other forever. Pork. So uh, uh, the grill or like a really good stovetop steer, like sear. Mm, probably. Oof, I, was, I don't know, man. You gotta pick one. I still come sear. Okay. Yeah. That's that's rad. I think I like. A, I don't know. I can't pick either. So it's, sorry. that's a tough you question, know, that's man. Fun. That's, a, that's question. a tough question. And then like butter or olive oil. That's that's the question they ask on the other podcast I listen to. Yeah. Mm, olive oil same yeah just for like a lot of different reasons but like I'll mainly I would, you, like, yeah, I would you, have to have it for greens and like salty yeah, and vegetables that's right. like what I have yeah. to have it butter just seems fattening I think they're both fattening but they're fine. both fattening butter's delicious you can also but cure things in olive oil I feel yeah. more so than butter I'm not gonna melt butter <laughs> that's a weird subject either. yeah yeah I, I like butter man it's, it's all good but uh well, olive oil would be like the, with the pig for sure just like yeah. I think it's handy more handy uh is there anything else you want to say then uh thanks for doing Come this man here. yeah you guys got a website check out the website I have a website we're home place pastors um I feel you know like I'm not really dot com or dot com home place pastures dot com yeah just look it up home place pastures I feel not really dot com yeah sorry <laughs> home place pastures dot com what I meant to say is I don't feel like I'm well equipped to you know speak for the farm and all the guys I work with I hope I like I can't really do all them justice they're all such good people right. yeah. so this is like one small look into yeah that, you know you are the marketing guy, so. Yeah, but that's more just like being a sleazy asshole and like selling <laughs> product, you know. And be like, hey, I'm I'm out back. Are you guys gonna find this like, or what? I'm just like, hey, uh, I got pork shoulders, fifty cents off this week. You know, cool. yeah. get them. Um, anyway, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, dude, man. that's John Jordan from Homeless Pastures. Y'all check him out. Uh, hit up your local eatery, and they probably have their meat. We probably mentioned them on here. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs>